And welcome to episode 27 of the Down Under Thundercast, a podcast where we talk about edgy, neo-Nazi, alt-right, offensive comedic podcasts from ROP to LOS to MASSP and everything in between. And I did that all in one take. Fuck, I am good. I'm your host, Jay, obviously. And welcome, if you're a returning listener, if you're not, welcome again. I don't know how you found this podcast, but it's muchly appreciated. I am once again recording from the underground car park. Why? I like this. I like, I like the quiet. I like the fact that I can't look at my phone. I'm not distracted. I can just focus on what I'm doing. Yeah, it's peaceful. No one's down here. It's also, to be fair, it's 2.30 in the morning, and it's pitch black, but it's soothing. So I can practice my art, as I use quotation marks. Um, so, got a few, we got a, every week I sit here and I'm like, oh, it's a bigger list, it's a bigger, it's a bigger note, no, notepad of shit to talk about. Boy, oh boy, it gets fucking bigger every week. I don't know, maybe this will be the first two-hour podcast ever. Fucking, like, I don't know how, when I first started this, I was... <laughs> so when I first started this, 26 episodes ago, I would write down a page of notes and I'd be like, oh yeah, that'll get me 45 minutes. And I would I would be five minutes in and I'd be like, oh, fuck. I've still got, I've only spent 10 minutes talking about this shit. And now look at me, I'm fucking talking for an hour and an hour and a half, an hour and 40 minutes. I say, I'm quite proud of myself. The content's still shit, but I'm proud of myself. <laughs> Alright, so if you are a returning listener, you would know that my girlfriend and I have been playing this word game. It's, it's Hangman on a much more elaborate scale. So she wanted to know about the podcast. And I didn't feel overly comfortable telling her because, well... She can be a little bit critical, in a good way, you know, considering she's listening to this. <laughs> she can be a bit critical. Um, and you know me, when you're first doing a podcast, the last thing you want to hear is, you're doing this wrong, or this is a bit shit, or, you know. To if, now, last week when I saw her, she she coaxed me into um, giving her the name. She, 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 um, she beat me into submission. Sexually. <laughs> she used sex to get it. All right. Well, let's just say that. It's a story for another time. And it's a story I will tell because it's a very funny story. Um, so I told her and she listened to it last week. So she listened to the one where I was in my apartment and I was in my room and then I was in my car where I am now. I must say to her credit, she wasn't as harsh as I thought she would be. Um, she said, you know, she had no idea what the fuck I was talking about, but I was interesting so, to some degree. She could hear the games, though. Like, listen, I don't listen back to this. It makes me uncomfortable. It makes me uneasy. It gives me anxiety to listen to my own voice. It's hard enough when I've got to do, like, audio checks and I've got to hear myself go, one, two, three, check, one, two, three, check. It, it fucking makes my fucking ears bleed. But she said you could hear the games and you could hear yourself pausing when you were doing like a, a fucking boss battle, and I was like, shit, I wish I didn't know that, but also at the same time, I wish I did, so, that's why I'm doing, from now on, 
I think I'm at the point now, 27 episodes in, I should be able to just talk and feel comfortable and not have to, you know, fucking stretch my fucking brain out. Because that's what I do. I play games so I can relax. So I'm not thinking about the fact that I'm talking to no one. So you would think. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. She also, what else? She, she bought me a microphone. I haven't used it yet. Like, I was going to use it in the car, but it's um, a little bit strung for space. So I'm sure some of these weeks I'll use it. So she, she's um, encouraging my, my um, what would you call it? My artistic, whatchamacallit, whatever the fuck. I think the artistic term for it is she's being my muse. My noose? No, my muse. Something like that. She's very good. She did tell me something that I told her I would say on this podcast. So, And we're going to talk about this much later into the podcast. If you just want to hear what this story has to do with that story, skip about an hour ahead. You'll hear me say, if you hear me say the words Josh Adam Myers and Jordan Max and the bonfire, stop there and listen. Because boy, oh boy, do I have a doozy for you today. It's I have dubbed it the greatest radio bit since I went out. It's fucking amazing. But she was talking to me. She was like, like, I was listening to it, and, like, I was, like, masturbating. I was touching myself to it, and I was like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> what the fuck? I pissed myself laughing. But within 30 seconds of her telling me, of 30 seconds of her telling me this, I said, I'm going to mention this on the podcast. And she was like, why? And she, I said, because that's fucking funny. To me, like, I'm not an attractive dude. Like, um, I do okay. You know, but for someone to sit there and go, I masturbated to the sound of your voice, I'm like, shit, man, I'm pretty good. I'm fucking, yeah. Like, like, it was pretty fucking hot, I must admit. So, there you go. I don't know how she feels about the fact that fucking people now know about that, but six people listen to this podcast. It's growing, we're getting there, and I'm sure one day maybe someone will have a larger audience and someone will listen back to this and be like, what the fuck, but... She said it was okay, so I'm not breaking any fucking rules. I'm not, you can't cancel me for that, so fuck you. Um, yeah. Speaking of women and cancelling, it's International Women's Month. It was the day last Monday, and today is Monday the, what is today? Fuck, didn't even write it down. Today is the 15th of March, at about 2.30 in a car park in the morning. But last Monday was International Women's Day. And it's International Women's Month. So I would like to give a special shout out to some of the women that have impacted my life greatly. Um, Riley Reed, Penny Flame, Brie Olson, Natalie Mars, Jordan Max, who recently affected my life a few times. <laughs> um, fuck, I've drawn a blank. Sophie D. I should have wrote some of these names down. If you haven't caught on their porn star names, I don't. I don't search porn by the porn stars. It's just. It's a figurehead. It's a. I'm not there for the fucking the name. I'm there for what you look like. What was the? What's the chick from the meme? The little blonde. Uh, Perry P- Perry Pippin. Perry Pippin. There you go. So shout out to all these women that have made. Men's life so much better on this very special month they have. Now, let's start with the big weekly topic we have this week. 
Weekly topic we have this week. Yeah, that works. Uh, Harry and Meghan versus the royal family. Now, before you can't, before you turn the podcast off and you go, I don't want to listen to this shit. It's fucking gay. I agree with you. Ninety-nine percent of my body agrees with you. Here's the thing, though. I'm Australian. Australia falls under the Commonwealth. That the royal family sort of affects us, you know, like. Besides, you know, they're the the rung above our Prime Minister. They still sort of rule Australia, even though they sort of don't rule Australia. So I have a vested interest in Harry and Meghan, or Margan, or whatever the fuck her name is. Harry and Meghan tearing down the monarchy. Because I want the monarchy gone. And if we're going to use any, if we're going to use their own weapons against them, why not use fucking cancel culture? Why not use this woke society we live in? So, if you, if you don't know, if you've been living under a, a rock or you're dead, or you're dead under a rock, Harry and Meghan did an interview with um, Oprah where they talked about the strain that it was put on them, that they had to, the strain that had on them, the fact that they were so poorly treated. You know, they were, the security was taken away. The media treated them bad. Um Listen, it was all a bunch of some really first world problems, to be honest with you. Like, if you're not part of the royal family, you don't get security. All right, listen, all right. But once again, I agree with them. They're doing the right thing from a personal point of view. The one thing that was like, the the big thing that came out of this was that someone high up in the royal family said, or was concerned that their baby Archie was going to come out and be black or be dark skinned. And this obviously upset the wife, it upset Harry, as it did, you know, as it would. But they didn't say who. They didn't mention who said it. So, we get to play the guessing game right now. Process of elimination. They've already said it wasn't Harry's grandmother or grandfather, so we can cross the king and we can cross old Madoff. William doesn't strike me as a racist. Kate definitely doesn't strike me as a racist. I don't think any of the younger um, royals would have done that because you would think they were a little bit more evolved. So it really leaves few options. Be Prince Andrew. But uh, I don't think he's worried about the colour of the child. All right, let's, You could ask Epstein if he was alive, but he's not. So it leaves Charles and Camilla. I don't think it's Charles. I think it's Camilla. Camilla strikes me as someone who sits there and goes, the peasants, the small people, the coloured children. Get rid of these coloured peasants. She strikes me as that kind of cunt. Um, I have a funny feeling Camilla did it. And listen, people don't like Camilla. People didn't like Camilla 20 fucking years ago. When she fucking got with Charles after fucking die died. Which, speaking of which, Harry is doing for his wife what Charles should have done for Di all those years ago. You know, people forget that Di was killed because the media was fucking hounding her because she was on the rocks with Charles. Once again, I know this stuff because my mum cared about this stuff. And it affected my mum. And I think the general consensus from what I've seen 
is that the old people side with the crown and the young people like myself side with Harry and Meghan. And I do side with Harry and Meghan. They're entitled and they're a little bit fucking whiny, but they're right. And they're justified in what they did. And also, I just love anarchy and chaos and mayhem. And I think in 2021, we don't need a fucking royal family anymore. Especially one that fucking governs my fucking country I live in. So tear it all down. Tear the monarchy down. That was the whole point of this. And also, could you please tell us who said that they were worried your kid was going to come out black so we can make fun of them? Because that's funny shit. Um, yeah, alright. Let's not waste some time, because we got a long fucking shit to get into. So, hold on, strap in, fucking click your seatbelts. That was me clicking the seatbelt. And let's get into the LJG Award. Um, notable mentions. We got Zach Amico's Midnight Spook Show. Those speaks to you. That was uh, the movie Death Wish. They watched the movie Death Wish with Dalton Pruitt, who will come up a few more times. Dante Nero and Mike Harrington jumps in halfway through the pod after Dante leaves. Very good. It's hard to review podcasts that watch movies because, well, it's not. It, you're supposed to be watching the podcast as they watch the movie while you watch the movie. It's it's hard to talk about. But it was a good episode. Um, and Come Town, Piss Town, because, well, you know. It's come down. I can't review come down fucking podcast because they're too funny, and I don't know how the fuck to talk about it and break it down. Um, and I don't know where the fuck they get these names from. Some of the fucking names of their podcasts are fucking crazy. Sometimes they have nothing to do with the fucking podcast. Sometimes they're just fucking left field. I don't know. Maybe it's shock value because the whole podcast is fucking shock value. All right. First up. With oh shit, yeah, it is. with uh three and one fourths rattlesnakes, rattlesnake, rattlesnake, rattlesnake. This isn't gimmick infringement. Is YKWD with Anthony Akumia and David Landau and Rich Ross for two minutes. And I didn't write down the name of the podcast. Um, oh, it was a bit. The podcast was named a bit. Sayonara, the Sai. Uh, nah. Um, yeah. So, Ant, and I'd never heard this before, but Ant mentions that he has all the tapes and is in the process of remastering them or transferring them over from VHS to digital um, of all the virus tour from ONA. Now, you're probably sitting there going, why the fuck do I care about that? This was a murderous row of comedians that would travel Philly, New York, New Jersey, and would just murder. This was Bill Burr, you know, 15 years ago. Patrice, when he was alive. Voss, Kelly, Norton, in Norton's prime. These tapes have never been seen. Like, Opie never, never, Opie doesn't have these tapes because he would have released them by now or he would have sold them. These are highly valuable tapes. It probably has one of Bill Burr's greatest stand-up performances where he trashes a Philadelphia crowd. It, look it up. Look up Bill Burr, Philadelphia. You'll find a semi-okay version of it. It's one of the greatest fucking stand-up burials of all time. So he's got those. I look forward to finding out how to listen to those. 
As long as I don't have to give him money for compound media, I'm sure I'll find a way. Um, and talks about, Ant and Kelly talk about um, the regiments, the power vacuum that is um, audio media. So 25, 30 years ago, it was Howard Stern. And then for, you know, 10 years after that, for a few years, it was Open Anthony. You know, and now with the explosion of podcasts, like everyone's got a podcast. I've got a fucking podcast. I'm talking to you on a podcast. And if I have one, everyone has one. Um, and now it's Rogan. Rogan is the king of audio media. You know, you could argue that there's a few people out there nipping at his heels, but it's Rogan. Which I must say for Ant must be, I don't want to say depressing because he's a very happy man. He's got his, you know, fucked 18 year olds and he's got a lot of money and he's moving to North Carolina. But man, it must suck because that should have been his deal. It should have been Opie in his deal, but Opie's obviously a fuckwit, among many other things. You know, <laughs> there's not many people whose podcasts I listen to or have listened to that I sit there and go, Fuck, I can do better than that. The whole reason I'm doing this podcast is because I've listened to horrible podcasts and I've gone, I can do better than that. I can be more entertaining. I can be more fluid. I can bring up more interesting topics. Opie's is one of them. Opie makes fucking videos under his, in his fucking crawl space and on a beach where his camera isn't facing him. He's looking at the beach. Have you ever tried to record a fucking video on a beach? It's horrible. All you hear is fucking wind and sand. If fucking you know, hear sand, but you know what I mean. It's horrible audio quality. It's horrible. And Opie and Anthony together. And if you're an Australian, you probably don't understand the full grasp of what these two did. If you're a younger listener, you don't know what these two did. These two, in their prime, produced some of the best radio I have ever heard. Anywhere. It's better than anything because it was raw, it was cutting edge, it was offensive, it was funny. It pushed the limits while still being a radio station. And we all know that radio stations have a lot of rules and regulations, things you can't do and you can do. Most of those rules are because of them. They pushed the line and they pushed a little bit too far once in a while. Trust me, I'm pretty sure I said this on the podcast. I spent six months straight every night just listening to O&A, just going back and listening to anything I could find. Whether it was Norton, Kelly, Voss, Patrice, obviously. You know, anything without Opie. I'm pretty sure on YouTube now there's a bloke who does, who remasters O&A clips without Opie in them. He cuts Opie out of them. I think it's called Nopi. If you look up Nopi, you'll find them. It's fucking fantastic. And as an Australian, we don't get serious XM. So we never, and you know, once again, I'm one of those few people who didn't find Patrice until he died. I didn't find this show until he was very much dead. You know, I mentioned, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this before too. I found Big J Ogerson through ONA, which led me to Skanks, to led me to where we are now. So yeah, bit of a tangent there, but you get the idea. Uh, Bobby Kelly talks about losing his hair. I didn't know he ever had hair. I always thought he was a overweight, bald-headed fucking thing. You ever notice how he... If you've ever seen Bobby Kelly, he looks... His head looks like a penis. Like, there are bald people, but they don't look like a penis. He 
He's that overweight, and that colour, he looks like a cock. The head of a cock. So he apparently had hair once in a while. I, I didn't know that. Um, Voss jumps on for two seconds and leaves. It's Rich Voss. He's, um, he's not known for being technical, technologically... Fuck, maybe I'm Rich Voss. He's not known for being tech savvy. But he's not also he's also not known for being savvy in general. Um, and then David Lando Landau, I hope I'm saying that right, gets on. And if you don't know, David Landau recently left Anthony Cumia's show to go work for Steve Crowder in Texas. So Kelly sort of his bit here is he plays psychologist, he plays fixer upper. He tries to fix the relationship, and Anthony Akumi has got no fucking feelings. That motherfucker's cold. So it's very funny. Anthony saying, I'm not hurt, and Kelly saying, you are hurt. It was a fun little 20, 30-minute bit. They trash Opie. I think I just trashed Opie, so there's not really much wrong to add. But who doesn't love trashing Opie? It costs this fucking generation probably one of the, what would have been the best podcast ever. And people forget, Anthony wanted to do a podcast with him. He wanted to fix it. He still wants to fix it. Obi's just bitter, and he may be on the spectrum slightly. He may be slightly retarded. Just think of the money they'd make. My God, but... Hmm. Uh, they talked to Leah. I know I've mentioned to Leah a few, a few times this week. This one is about the fact that he's being sued for apparently texting a 17-year-old and getting over 100 pictures of this 17-year-old and uh, compromising positions. He's fucked. He also released a podcast this week, which I haven't listened to because I was never a big fan of his podcast. And I'm almost certain he doesn't talk about any of this shit. (laughs) And also, you have to remember, Anthony Akumia does know his statutory rape laws. That man... That man has been sitting out the front of a house on a fucking 17-year-old's 18th birthday. Just count down the moments. He is a fucking predator. But he knows the laws. Does not condone it, but it's pretty fucking funny. And and lastly, Kumia um, tells us the legendary story that goes back to ONA of how once he had to take his teenage girlfriend to the pediatrician. For those who aren't smart or didn't know it until just now. Pediatrician is someone who works on, is a child doctor, usually from the ages of zero till 18. So you can guess what age she was. That's right, she was 15. <laughs> she was 18. Very funny podcast. Um, it, was good, it was a good start to the week. It was the first one. It was, it was a nice build for the rest of the week. Next up. Leave me alone, I need my nicotine. I need my nicotine. Bit of a different one, but just deserve to shout it because they're friends of the podcast. Frank and Gus. Minus Gus. No Gus. Um, you can find this on the Wrestling Soup. Anywhere they do put They put podcasts. Spotify. Apple, you get the idea. This was with Kevin Castle and it was called Bar Castle Tattoos. It's a quick podcast. It's 45 minutes. Uh, I gave it three and one-fourth snap. Rattlesnakes. I'm going to keep doing that, aren't I? Fucking annoying. If you don't know Kevin Castle, 
Kevin Castle was one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. Got me into podcasting. It opened my eyes to the world. Before I found Opie and Anthony. Big, burly, Italian, New Yorker. Worked in bars for the last three decades. So, the whole podcast revolves around two topics. Tattoos and working in bars. So they talk about, you know, tattoos that mean the most to him. And also separating the difference from tattoo, your favorite tattoos. So I've only got, so from a personal point of view, I've only got two tattoos. I've got one on my arm, and I've got one on my shoulder. I probably, will I get more in the future? Probably. It's, yeah, it's COVID times. What the fuck am I going to do? Um, I don't think I can sit here and say that I love one more than the other because there's only two of them. But, you know, each one of them has a meaning. And I don't think, well, maybe it's different for Kevin. But for me, not a lot of people, everyone who comes up to me always goes, what does that mean? Because the one on my arm is very, um, what's the word? Thought-provoking is probably the word. You look at it and it doesn't make a lot of sense. You have to ask the question. Um, the one on my back, no one sees. So... Um, Kevin talks about getting tattoos in the COVID era. You know, it's just like flying an airport, you know, hopping on a plane or hopping on a train. You know, it's a lot of, a lot of sanitary fucking cleaning and yeah. But I fucking, I can't imagine getting like in Australia, most of the tattoo shops have been closed most of the time. They're just open now. In the last few months. Like, I can't imagine getting a tattoo now. Or I've got mates who are getting tattoos at the moment, but I can't fucking justify getting a fucking tattoo. I'm also too busy writing down fucking notes for podcasts and going to work. Uh, they talk about bar stories. I, I think the idea is that Kevin wants to start a podcast about bars, or like bar stories, working in the club scene, so on and so forth. So the question is, do I have any bar stories to myself? Like obviously no one's here. I'm asking it to myself. I have a, well, I've always worked back a house. I've always worked in kitchens. So I don't have a lot of stories when it comes to clubs and stuff. But I do have one I will share. When I was 21, I think it was one of the first times I ever went out to a club in Melbourne. Um, nearly got hit for a tra- nearly got hit by a train first off because um, there was four of us my brother myself and two mates one of them who was a bikey who would end up being a bikey and I feel like we can't remember the other one ah shit he was my brother's best friend who also worked as a bouncer we called him Kano because he literally looked like Kano from Mortal Kombat he was a scary motherfucker. <laughs> But he was nice. He just was fucked up. His drugs will do that to you. So anyway, bikey mate runs over the train tracks while the things are coming down. I stupidly just followed. The train missed me by about three seconds. So that was pretty fucking scary. Anyway, we get to this. We get to this club. Oh, we're seeing a rapper. I can't remember who else. I think it might be um, an Aussie rapper called Mons. M U N D Z. 
and we're having fun, you know, we're listening, we're drinking, having a good time. My brother comes up to me, because I'm at the back, just, you know, vibing as best the 20, awkward 21-year-old can. And he says, listen, no matter what happens, just stay here, don't get involved. And I went, that's strange. Like, usually I can pick up on a vibe if something's going to happen. I never vibe, but we're all having a good time. But next thing you know, I'm on a couch, standing there, you know, vibing. And in the middle of the, the, I don't know what you're trying to call it, not the mosh pit, but you get the idea. In the middle of the crowd, I see my Mikey mate in the space of about five seconds, but it felt like five minutes. Punch one bloke, turn around, punch another bloke, turn 90 degrees, punch another bloke, and then turn around and punch another bloke. He knocked out four blokes in the space of five seconds. I had never seen this before. This was quite literally a movie. It was fucking insane. And my brother being the lunatic that he is, is trying to stab someone with a fucking bottle. Because he's just, he's a fucking madman. I love him, but he's a, back in the day, he was a nut. And then we quickly escape before the cops roll. We fucking get there. And the bikey turns to me, he's like, did you grab my jumper? And I went, what do you mean? You grabbed my jumper. I was like, you didn't tell me to do that. He was like, that's what you do in a fight. You grab my shit if I'm in a fight. I went, man, I've never been in a fight. At this point, I had never seen a fucking bar fight. I'd barely been to a fucking club. I'd never been into a club fight or a nightclub fight. I didn't know what the fuck to do. I was just sitting there in awe. I couldn't move. Just watching him go, bang, bang, bang. Like it was a fucking CGI scene out of a fucking movie. And we got the train and we went to another bar and I think I threw up in front of a bouncer and somehow he still let me in. I remember sitting there saying, I'm sick, I'm sick. And I just threw up in front of him. He went, all right, well, fuck you then. So, yeah. Once again, another tangent. Um, I don't know. That's, that's the best story I have. I have other stories, but that's probably the best one. I can talk about me getting drunk as a 23-year-old at a fucking nightclub and dancing on a stripper pole no homo but that wasn't as much fun um, and then they talk about the difference between a conversational podcast and a story podcast and this was really insightful stuff conversational podcast best example I can give you is Rogan Rogan's is a conversational podcast it's two people having a conversation or a story podcast is more literally what I just did. I told you a story. Um, Skanks is a combination of the two, but it's more a story-driven podcast. Mostly Lewis, you know, stories. Because Lewis stories are funny. And the host, Mish, is right. Conversational podcasts are dying. Not dying, but they're not as popular as they used to be. People want to hear stories. They want to be entertained. You know? I was just listening... Yesterday I was just listening to a podcast with... um, UFC heavyweight Derek Lewis with Rogan. And it was a good podcast, but it was very much... Joe just asking him questions. How long do you want to fight for? What were you thinking here? What motivates you? There's not a lot of thought-provoking that comes from the individual like myself. When I listen to that, it's... Listening, not thinking. Where you're probably sitting there going, fuck, do I have any good fucking nightclub stories? Did I ever see four blokes fucking get punched out by one massive fucking six foot five fucking white dude? It's 
thought-provoking. Makes you think. Makes you laugh a little bit. I enjoy more the story-driven podcast compared to the conversational podcasts. But it's a mood thing. But I think the way of the future is the story podcast. Once again, going back to Opie Anthony, that's what made their podcast great. And that's why Opie ruined them, because Opie would try to turn it into a conversation instead of a story. And lastly, they talk about what kind of drunk are you? Um, the host, Mish, Missionary Thomas, who I... If Rogan is the king of fucking podcasts, then this man is the fucking... The, the blacksmith of podcasting. He's so knowledgeable when it comes to the ins and outs that he's taught me a great deal. Like, that's... You know, I never went to fucking audio school. I never... He did. And just listening to him over the last seven years, I've learned a lot. So, shout out to Mish Thomas. Um... Mish has got two styles. He's either happy, drunk, laughing Mish, or he's curled over, I don't want to talk to anyone, morbid sense of humor Mish. With me, listen, I don't drink much anymore. I've done that stuff. It's not fun to me anymore. Depending on what, a drink, beer, I'm not, I'm pretty fucking the same. Depending on how much I drink. I'm probably happier, you know, I'm probably a little bit happier when I drink beer, you know, the more I drink. Vodka, I'm an aggressive fucking um, vodka drinker. I drink vodka and there's a good chance that I'd fucking punch on with someone. Especially Red Bull and vodka, which you can understand is not a great combination. Um, the, main spirit, uh, the main spirit I drink would be fucking bourbon or whiskey. Because it makes me conversational. I can have a conversation with someone. Wine makes me just feel ill. And I don't really drink anything else anymore. Like, I'm not fucking 18-year-old. I'm not 18 years old drinking fucking Maduri or um, Jägermeister. Fuck that shit. I don't do shots. So, yeah. What kind of drink are you? What kind of fucking drunk are you? Yeah. Are you that girl that sits there in the corner and cries when she drinks too much? Are you that person who sits there and has really deep conversations and says, I fucking love you, man. I fucking love you. You love you. You mean so much to me. Are you that aggressive dr- fucking drinker who fucking drinks and wants to punch on everyone and wants to jump off the fucking roof into the pool or ride a bike and crash into the back of a car? Or are you just a normal member of society who can hold his liquor? Whew. Only 30 minutes in and I'm already fucking a bit hungry, you know. One thing about recording in a car is fucking... I didn't bring anything to drink with me. I don't know. I'm sure at the hour mark I'll fucking have to stop the recording and I'll go and get something to drink and take a piss. Next up, with three and three-fourths rattlesnakes, is Bye Guys episode five. Rod Stewart is coming to town. With the Are You Garbage Boys, H. Foley and Kevin Wright. This was one of those shows where there was no server, there was no internet, so that the that the free ball it. They talk about wiping your asses as a super overweight dude. I've never had this problem. I am overweight, but I've never had to 
never had any problems wiping my ass. And I can imagine if I had that problem, I would probably shoot myself in the brain, shoot myself in the head. Like, I can, you know, I'm overweight, but I can touch my toes. Like, I can, you know, I can do most things. I just, my cardio is shit. So if I, if, I, if I had a fucking huge ass and, you know, couldn't wipe it and I had to shower every time I took shit, I have a problem because I shit like fucking five, six times a day. They're talking about have you ever put your dick in a vacuum vacuum or jet pool or jet stream as a kid? I have. <laughs> I've done that. many. I've done that a few times as a kid. The problem with the vacuum I had when I was when I was a kid, like it had some serious suction. So you're not supposed to actually put your cock in it. You're supposed to just massage it through the jeans or the shorts or something. You you put your dick in there, it's gonna get sucked the fuck off. And I'm pretty sure everyone's put their fucking cock on a fucking jet stream, you know, while they're at the fucking spa or jacuzzi or whatever. Feels nice. They talk circumcision circum fuck. Yeah, you can tell it's three o'clock in the morning. Circumcision's gone wrong. Once again, I don't think I've told this story on the podcast before, but I was circumcised at the age of 22. Now that I think about it, I feel like I have told this story before. Now I'll fucking tell it again. So when I was 22, and I had my first serious girlfriend... And, you know, we actually had sex for the first time. She realized something was wrong, and I couldn't figure out what she meant. So when I wasn't circumcised, what I suppose what normally happens with most blokes is you can pull, you can retract your fucking dick skin and show the head of your knob. Mine didn't. It was like a rubber band at the front. I couldn't stretch it. I couldn't, I couldn't fucking get my head through it. And if I did, it would be stuck there for two days, and I, it would cut off the circulation to my, the knob of my cock. Why my penis is so small. <laughs> and she was like, that's not normal. You need to see a doctor. So a doctor, she said, he said, you know, after he, you know, said, drop your pants and let me have a look. And I was like, fuck, this is uncomfortable. Then he left and he said, the doctor will be with you shortly. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. It's never molested by that guy. Yeah, so I had to, you know, get to, you know, they were like, do you just want to be sedated? Do you just want, like, the numb, like, the, the needle in your dick to just put it to sleep? And, you know, or do you want to be, like, knocked out? And I went, you put me to fucking sleep. You knock me out. So they put me under, woke up with what I can only describe as my penis looking like Frankenstein. It had, it was covered in blood, and it had about 16 staples around it. Not staples, fucking stitches. Couldn't come for a month. Every time I would get an erection, I would be in immense amount of pain. And I would walk with a limp. Do you think I waited a month till I busted a nut? No, I waited like three weeks. And it hurt, but it felt really fucking good. So yeah, it's not fun getting circumcised as an adult. And I can imagine, you know, and fucking, I can imagine if a child's getting circumcised, you know, circumcised like, they were saying it on the pod, they have to hold their hands down and stuff, like, like, I get why, like, it's not just a religious thing these days, it's a, it's a clean thing, like, it stops, you know, it helps with the prevention of STIs and stuff, but fucking, I don't think I could be in the room for that, that's too much for me, so yeah, talk about that.
Um, I talk about women using sex toys on their partner. Uh, I don't think that's ever happened to me. Hmm. The handcuffs count? I've used handcuffs. I've had handcuffs used on me before and like rope. Fuck, I'm trying to think. I swear I did. I've never fucking got a dildo up the arse or anything. But I don't know. But yeah, I'm all for it. I've I've always I've always told my girlfriends I will try anything once. Just don't touch my asshole. Because that makes me uncomfortable. And then they talk about uh, the worst thing that was that worst thing a woman has said about your dick during or after sex. I I tell you many times, most of my girlfriends have told me I have a small dick. I don't give a fuck. It's not how that's not how big it is. It's how you use it. I can make my fucking five and a half inch cock feel like a nine inch cock in the right position. I can make it touch your fucking stomach if I wanted to. I like the size of it. It's a bit thin, but, you know, they feel it. She can gag on it. That's the main thing. Like, but, yeah, at the same time, they've all said, you know, in the heat of the argument, like, oh, you got a small dick. You know, we're usually having an argument. And it's like, what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> I can't fix it. What do you want, you know? It is what it is. No, like, I've got a, I've got a medium-sized dick, but I've got massive balls. Huge balls. Which helps make it look bigger than it is. So yeah. There you go. There's a mental image of my penis. Think about it. My Frankenstein cock. Just to let you know, I can still see those stitch marks to this day. And to, uh, lastly, to finish up, Zach tells a few stories. Doing stand-up at a nudist resort. If you've never seen Zach Amico, Zach Amico is a 300-pound white dude with glasses and funny looking hair. He looks like something out of a horror film, so I'm sure they had a lot of fun that day. And as a bit, during the early years of his stand-up, he would put mousetraps on his cock to end his show. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> no way. Not doing it. Not doing it, but he's, he's a sick man. That, that can be true. That's why he's the best snipe in the game. All right, how are we going for time? Uh, we nearly done, we nearly done. No today, no today, as I look through my book. All right, we're halfway there, fantastic. All right, let's do a couple more before we take a quick commercial break. Uh, Bay of Key Pigs, I've waited all week for this episode. I've told you about it last week, I was eagerly anticipating this. Um, with the legendary, the great, Joey motherfucking Diaz. It was over Zoom. That sucked. It, it fucking hurt when I saw that. I was like, fuck, I wish this had been in person. You know, them smoking some, doing some, smoking some weed, you know, it would have been really fucking highly entertaining. But we live in COVID times, and I never thought that this would actually happen. Diaz, Diaz talks about moving to Jersey from LA to get away from all the homeless people. Can't blame him for that. Like, LA has just gone to shit in the last year. Getting pulled over by cops. I've only ever been pulled over in a car by cops once. 
and that was during the COVID era. So if you don't know, in Melbourne, you had in the stage four lockdowns, you had to have papers that you were going to work. And there was a ten, 9 o'clock curfew. I had no light, 8 o'clock. I had to be home by 8 o'clock. So I work all night. That's the reason I'm recording this podcast at 3 o'clock in the morning. So I was driving down the road. No, I no, I like. I pulled out of my driveway from the car, the underground car park, which is where I am now. I took a I took a left. I could see in front of me on the highway a fucking cop, and I went fuck. It wasn't just that I didn't have my papers. I had everything. I just didn't. I'd never been pulled over, and I didn't really overly want to be pulled over. So I purposely cut five lanes of traffic to get to the opposite side of them. That didn't work because within 10 seconds she had pulled up behind me and she put on her fucking lights and I went, fuck. So I had to cut another five lanes of traffic to get into the service road for her to pull me over. License, papers. Fuck, it sounds like some Jew shit like during fucking World War II. Have you got your papers? You, give me papers. She was fine. She wasn't overly conversational because I think she thought she was about to get $2,000 in fines out of me. She did not. <laughs> So she wasn't exactly happy. And I somehow got to work on time. The only other time, the main time I was pulled over by a police was not in a car. It was on a bike. So I was riding a push bike to work at that time as a chef. I got out of my house. I had forgotten my helmet. I went, ah, fuck it. That's two minutes down the road. And I start riding a push bike down the road. Cop pulls up next to me. I'm like, fuck. Like, what are you doing? You, you don't have a helmet. I'm like, I'm sorry, I've left it at work. I'm off to get it now. I'm going to work now. He was like, What's in the back? And I'm like, Nothing. I he was like, Can I look? And I went, well, Sure. You know, not realizing as a younger kid, you need a fucking warrant for that cocksucker. And after I handed it to him, I realized, Oh shit, I've got three fucking blades in there of chef knives that were about 16 inches long. And I went, before you open that, there is something in it. There's three chef knives in there. I'm a chef, I'm going to work. He looked at me funny. He opened it. He looked at them. He could see that they were chef knives. And first off, this is 7 o'clock in the morning. What the fuck? You got enough medicine to pull me over 7 o'clock in the morning on a push bike on the way to work? So yeah, those are the two only real instances I've ever had with being pulled over by cops. And I certainly don't have any instance with the next one that Diaz talked about, which was fighting cops in a one-on-one fight. Never had that. I don't think I've ever seen that before, neither. In person. We've all seen it on fucking Facebook and YouTube before. And then Diaz tells the infamous kidnapping story. I'm not going to ruin this one. I'm not going to tell you this one. Go and find it yourselves. It's worth a listen. And he also tells the infamous, infamous chlorine putting chlorine in his foreskin to try and pass a piss test. That man tried everything to pass a piss test. He put chlorine, he tried vinegar, he tried bleach, to the point that he broke the testing machine. Once again, go and find it. Go and listen to it. It's fucking hilarious. Then Diaz talks doing time. He did 18 months for the kidnapping. Um, He tells some prisoner stories. And... Lewis comes out with what I can only describe as one of the quotes of the year, which he says, unless you're in a gang or in the mob, snitching is okay. I would snitch on all you motherfuckers to get out of prison. I would snitch on my mother to get out of prison. Okay. Do what you got to do. 
I've never been someone who believes in snitching, but that's just because I don't like cops. You can tell, they pull me over for no apparent reason. Here's the thing, and this is the note that I put next to this podcast. It's a good pod, it's a good episode. But considering it's Joey Diaz, I was expecting more. Yeah, because I've been conditioned to that. I've listened to Rogan for seven, like six years. I want that, you know, that cocksucker, you know, that fucking... If it ain't blue cheese, then go fuck your mother. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, expect, I'm expecting that DS. You can't have that DS over Zoom. And also, that was five years ago. DS is a lot older. Religious gank boys are a lot older. So, Zoom and that played a part in it. I'm sure they'll do another episode one day in the future. I'm sure it will be better. This was good, though. I still gave it three and three fourths rattlesnakes. Just wish it had been more. Could have been five. All right. Then we have the Loud Boys. I don't think I've ever done a, pod- a review of their podcast before. It's very funny. I think someone on the Legion of Skanks Facebook page said it was funnier than Legion of Skanks. I don't agree with that. But this was a good episode. Finance with the Devil, with Ian Finance. Obviously, host the Bye Guys, so on, so forth, etc., etc. I learned a new word, and I'm going to teach you that word. And well, not a word, it's a meaning. It's a phrase, whatever the fuck, you know what I mean. And that's Jewish lightning. They say Jewish lightning, I had no idea what that means. So Jewish lightning is another word for us to claim insurance. There you go. Oh, they mentioned another one that was like Jewish fucking something else. It was it was what they call an ATM. I have to look into that one. But yes, Jewish lightning. There you go. I taught you something. Uh, Dalton Pruitt loves tranny porn almost as much as I do, which. I was surprised by Dalton Brew is a fucking animal. We've discussed him before on this podcast many times. He's a fucking madman. Oh my god. Um, can't remember what the bloke's name was. I think it was Mark on the pod. He said, Hentai porn is a gateway to child porn. Yeah, you can see that. They talk about taking Kratom, if you don't know what Kratom is. It's pretty much the organic version of heroin. It's the leaf version of heroin. Gas Digital sell it on every podcast. <laughs> don't do it. It's not good. They talk about tranny self-suck videos. I don't think I need to explain this. It's not that interesting. Unless you can do it, then it's pretty fucking interesting. Um, in finance brings up an interesting game. It's called... The Thunder Drinking Game. So you play ACDC's Thunderstruck. And every time they say Thunder, you have a drink. Every time you say Thunder, like you're in a circle of people. Let's say it's me, you, and your Aunt fucking Judy. Thunder, I drink. The next Thunder, you drink. The next Thunder, she drinks. And on and on and on it spins. Until you can't walk anymore. And if you don't know, that that song has a lot of fucking times they say Thunder. That's why it's the fucking intro to my fucking podcast. And also in which, that's a parody song version of it. So you can't touch me. I'm covered. So fuck you. 
Um, Dalton's got a serious drinking problem and he needs to seek medical um, and probably psychological fucking help. Um, then they talk about, do you have to come for it to count to losing your virginity? The answer is yes. If you don't finish, it doesn't count. And as a note for this, I put there's a lot of tranny talk in this podcast. So if you love trannies, you love your Natalie Marses, um, geez, that's the only one I can mention off the top of my head. Oh, Ella Hollywood, she's great. Then you'll love this podcast. All right. Next up, we have Are You Garbage with Ian Finance. Just on the last fucking podcast we talked about. This is free and free fourths for Rattlesnakes. It's a quick pod. It goes for about 40 minutes. There's not much to talk to. It was a good listen. Um, they talk about sleeping with your pets in bed. Apparently that's trash. Can someone please tell my girlfriend that? Because I told her when I got the dog that we have two years ago, dog does not sleep in the bed. I told her that. How long do you think that lasted? Tell you. Two days. The dog slept on the floor, and within two days, that dog was in the bed. And now, I can't, I'm, I'm in the process of training the dog to not be in the fucking bed. He sleeps next to me. He doesn't sleep on me. Because that's what he would do. He would sleep on my girlfriend. And then I would try and hop in the bed in the morning, and I wasn't allowed in the bed. Beds are for people, not dogs. Keeping food next to your bed. I was a fat kid as a child, so I would always keep a Mars bar in my sock drawer next to the pet. Yeah, no, I was horrible. Like, but if you're keeping like a fucking pizza next to the bed, or you're keeping that's you're fucked. You know, I don't wake up and feel hungry, so I don't feel the need to eat when I wake up. I don't eat for like two or three hours after I wake up. Drinking flat soda. They mentioned that Coca-Cola was nice flat. They're fucking dumb. I heard I I was told as a kid, you drink flat Coke, you can get like really sick. And I just don't like the taste of flat Coke for that. But lemonade like Sprite is nice flat. It's good when you're sick. But you've got a sore throat, which is probably what I'll have after I finish recording this episode. And then I talk about what kind of fat kid were you? I was, you know that kid you go to school with who's like short and chubby, but it's all baby fat? That was me until about 17. Like I didn't eat a lot of food. I didn't stress eat or anything like that. I just ate shit in small amounts, like, you know, because I was a fussy eater. Like I was playing sport and all the time. I just had this baby fat. I could never get rid of it until I turned 17. I would wake up, fucking smoke a bong go to the gym, come home, smoke a bong, go for a run in the mountains, fucking run up the hills and run in the fucking desert. Man, I, I fucking wish... <laughs> you know when your dog dies and you're like, fuck, I wish I had taken more pictures? I wish I had taken more pictures when I looked like that because my God, was I fucking shredded. I was in the best shape of my life. I had the six pack, I was fucking... And, you know, now I'm just... Your, no, I've got a bit of a gut on me. Like, my legs are fine. My torso's fine. Just got this fucking six-month fucking child in me. Yeah. 
take more pictures when you look good because one day you'll be 27 years old sitting in the car talking to yourself and you realize you should have taken more pictures when you look good so you can put them on tinder and pretend you still look like that all right let's take a quick break so i can reset the recording um consider this intermission take a piss have a drink have a snack tell your loved ones you love them take more pictures of yourself shredded in the fucking mirror and we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors that don't exist. And coming back with hour two of the DUT podcast. This is my radio voice. Alright. Hope you all had a very good intermission. Let's get back into it. Because I'd really like to go to sleep. But, you know. Next up, we're free rattlesnakes. <clears throat> Fuck. Been hitting that bong too many times, if you know what I mean. Nah, kidding. Drugs are bad, kid. Don't do drugs. Is Matt and Shane's secret podcast with George Washington's house. With Gollum Daryl. It's the Irish leprechaun. You do fucking nothing. You fucking tit. Um... Matt talks about the possibility that the sun may be conscious. Is Matt really, really, really high, or is he experimenting with narcotics again? Apparently, there's a scientist in the UK that wants to have a conversation about, is the sun conscious? Well, shit, with everything that happened last year, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, they talk about morning sex with someone with bad breath. Here's the thing. When you've been with someone long enough, it doesn't bother you anymore. Like, my partner has horrible breath in the morning. But it's gotten to the point now where I don't care. I probably have horrible breath in the morning. But morning sex? Fucking not my thing. I'm a night person. Like, I like to fuck at night. In the cover of darkness. In an alleyway. Against her will. (laughs) No, I don't. Morning sex because, you know, like, you wake up and you need to piss and you... You know, you might be hungry, you might be a bit, like, all over the place. It's not for me. Then they talk about fucking standing up. I love it, but the problem is I'm vertically challenged, so it's really hard to get in that position so I can do it. Because you've got to have some serious flexibility for me to, you know, to get down that low. Um, then Shane Gillis drops a PSA on us and says, when you have sex... Standing up, always take your socks off. Gives you more grip. I don't mind fucking with socks on. If I'm low on my back or I'm like just on top. Standing up, you need to take them shit off. They need to take that shit off. Or just wear boots. Sex on the floor, pretty fucking sick. If you can get past the fact that the person who's laying on their back is going to probably have a sore back. It's pretty fucking good because there's no give. Like I've got a very, I've got a foam mattress, so when I fucking go, it doesn't hit me back. You know what I mean? Sex on the floor is pretty fucking dope. Sex on the couch, if you got a good couch, like you got a couch that isn't against the wall, also pretty fucking sick. You can hear, uh, you can hit all the fucking right spots. And then they talk about getting horrible tattoos. Young, I talked about tattoos before. 
with hindsight being 2020, I probably would get rid of the one on my back. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say get rid of, because I do like it, but I wouldn't have got it. So, what it is, it's a, like a tribal wolf howling at the moon. It's cool, but I wish I had sort of, I don't know, doing something a little bit more artistic. Like, I went tribal because I like tribal shit, but it, it, in 2021, it's a bit outdated. But you live and you learn. Next up, we have the Real Ass Podcast. Beep, beep, boop, beep. And I didn't write down who was on this. Huh. And I don't have any service in an underground car park. Strange. I rarely do that. Oh, anyway, I'll have to figure out later. Anyway, we all come here for the Lewis show because we're all in the Lewis J. Gomez business. Business is good. They talk about uh, Pepe Le Pew getting cancelled. Listen, it's fucking... It's a cartoon skunk that wants to fuck a cat and is quite forcible about it. I'm surprised that with the way the world is these days that he lasted as long as he did. They talk about ba- botched baby circumcisions. We've already talked about circumcisions. I don't want to talk about baby circumcisions. Fuck that. Uh, fucking just the mental image of it is, is enough to fucking make me blind. Um... And then they talk about, do guys care if a woman's pussy is looks like a beef sandwich? And if you don't know what I mean, then where the fuck you been? You know, when, like, the, um, the lips are all hanging out and stuff like that. And this thing, I've never had this problem. I've never dated a woman that has had large lips that you could, fly, you know, you could fly away on. I've never had that. Never been a problem. I think, would it bother me? No, of course not. Pussy's pussy. I don't give a fuck. But I know for some women it probably bothers them because, you know, just like on Instagram and fucking celebrities on fucking social media when they Photoshop all their shit, you can bet your ass that there's a lot of Photoshop fucking pussies out there that don't look like that. Or when porn, you know, they get it from the right angle so you can't see fucking all that shit. Women, if, if there's any women who listen to this, and besides my partner, I don't think there are any. Men don't care. Men don't care what it looks like. Most of us don't care what it smells like. We don't care if it's a little bit of hair or a lot of hair for the most part. We just want to fuck it. That's it. We just want to fuck it. We want to lick it. We want to suck on it. We want to jam it. We want to finger it. We want to put our fucking hand in it. That's it. I don't care what it looks like. You're always told as a kid, hey, it looks all the same when you've eaten it in your stomach. It's the same thing. It looks all the, it feels all the same. It looks all the same when we're fucking it. We don't care. Lewis talks about loving eating pussy more than he does blowjobs. I concur. I love getting a blowjob, but I love eating pussy. It's one of my favorite things to do. I talk about is porn cheating? If you're a woman and you think porn is cheating... You better go and find a fucking Mormon. 
<laughs> You're fucked because everyone's watching porn. And if he's telling you he's not watching porn, he's lying. Uh, they're talking about uh, girl on girl porn is silly. So girl on girl porn is it doesn't do anything for me. I think girl these days girl on girl porn is more for females. No, not just by girls. I mean like just it's more sensual. It's more soft. I think it's more for ladies than it is for us. The closest I get to that is watching a trans woman fuck a woman. I like that shit. But watching female and it's too tame. If you're 14 years old, fair enough. When you've been watching porn for as long as I have, it doesn't do much for you. Unless it's some barbaric shit. Unless they're sticking a fucking a fist in your asshole or some demented stuff like that. And even then, it doesn't really do a lot. I talk about um, fucking Burger King's tweet that... um. So they put out a tweet on International Women's Day that women belong in the kitchen. This tweet went as well as you think it would. It didn't go well. They later clarified that what they meant is that they're offering women culinary scholarships to get in the kitchen because, shockingly, a lot of women don't end up as chefs or cooks. And they tried to be funny. And it didn't work. Listen, I gotta say something. Like this whole International Women's Day, International Women's Month, it's great, but are we not just feeding into this idea for these extremist feminists that you deserve a whole day to celebrate you and then you deserve a whole month to celebrate yourself? Men don't get that. Now to be fair, if we celebrated internet we couldn't fit everything to celebrate International Men's Month in a month. Because we've done ninety percent of the shit. <laughs> we've done pretty much everything in this world. I don't know, it's just it's the same with Black History Month. Like you should be celebrating women every day. You should be celebrating African Americans or black people or Indian people. You should be celebrating everyone every day. You should live every day like it's a celebration and love one another. But I don't know. It's it's a it's a woke millennial thing. Because I don't get it. I don't celebrate fucking You think if they celebrated fucking International J Day that I would fucking jump up and down? No, I don't give a fuck. I don't celebrate my birthday. I don't know. They talk about sugar mamas um, and paying in a relationship. I work on the basis that I don't... When I was younger and I was dirt poor, I didn't mind splitting the bill. But now I'm in a lot better situation in my life. I pay for most things. Yeah? And the reason for that is the same reason that they mentioned on the podcast. Men have to feel like men in a relationship. Or what happens is they get insecure, they lash out, they become emotionally unstable, and a woman's going to listen to that and laugh and be like, why does a man have to feel like a man in a relationship? Because if we don't, our dicks don't work. There's nothing worse than being in a relationship and not feeling like the man in the relationship. I've had relationships like that. It's not fun. You lash out, you feel like a two-year-old, you feel like a 12-year-old, you know, you don't, you feel like you're being led, not leading, which is fine. You should lead together, but you can't be the one always trailing behind. And your dick won't work. I know this, because if a woman's paying for everything because you're dirt poor, and she's doing it, and you know, you're paying, and she's doing all the cleaning, your dick doesn't work. 
you need to have that feeling of taking your girl on a nice date and taking her to the movies and then going home and fucking her senseless. Because it'll be the best sex you ever have. But we were all poor at one time, so I understand it. And then I talk about money, and I realize something that Lewis and I look at money very differently. I'm more the turtle and he's more the hare. Now, granted, Lewis has got 15, 13 years on me in life. I've worked, always worked on the basis of just steadily save. Save your money, budget appropriately. Chip away at your goal. $200 here, $400 there. Where Lewis is, I'm going to spend all this money and I'm going to make more money. Because I'm going to have no money, so I have to push myself. That's great. I can't think that way. Because I, it doesn't motivate me the same way. I just like to be consistent. Lewis also talks about the fact that he's not a millionaire on this podcast. And that's a lie. He is. I've seen his... Um, I don't know what the fuck it's called online. But you can see how much celebrities are worth. Lewis, he, he's, he's, he's a millionaire. He's not a multi-millionaire, but he's a millionaire. Okay. Sorry, I had to go and get a cough drop for Rosh Day. My throat was starting to kill. Let's just chew the shit out of that. Alright, so we get to Legion of Skanks episode 522. If you're still here, you're a fucking trooper. It's Drupai with Anthony Kumia. And I gave this free, free force rail snakes. Do I label that one? Yeah. And beep, beep, boop, beep was free enough for false. So it was the same thing. With Anthony Kumia. Ant talks about being the blame for the Proud Boys. If you don't know that story, I'll tell that really quickly. Anthony was the one who gave Gavin McGuinness his own podcast. Gavin McGuinness founded the Proud Boys when they were a bunch of... When it was the whole basis of the Proud Boys was making men feel like men. And giving men a a sense of community to be men. Which then quickly turned and then they... uh, Gavin disassociated himself with it once they realized that they just wanted to beat the fuck out of Antifa and be racist. So essentially, Anthony is the the nexus of the Proud Boys in a way. Um, And then Jay Lewis and Dave auditioned to be Ant's new co-hosts. It's a bit... No one's moving to North Carolina. (laughs) President Shane cuts Ant's mic but he was telling something really insightful. And then Anthony talks about buying stock in companies getting cancelled. Example, Papa John's. That will be another example of that. Well, Burger King. There you go. Buy stock in Burger King. Yeah. Wait until it drops, and within a week, it's going gonna, it's gonna to shoot back up to its normal price. It's a good idea. They uh they talk about the Crystalia uh, fighter and a kid video. If you haven't seen this one, go and look it up. You'll find it. It'll be the first thing that pops up. It's f- <laughs> Given everything that's happened, it's pretty fucking funny. And then Lewis and Jay talk about getting your eyebrows waxed and threaded. And I wrote down, are these cunts gay? And then I realized all the things I've seen in the past few years of watching Lady Gender Skanks. And I realized, yeah. <laughs> It's a it's it's a fine it's a good podcast. Like I said, free and free force. 
it's funny. Granted, I you know at the start when we started doing this, I did talk about the Robert Kelly podcast he did with Amphi. It's it's most of the same. Listen to this rather than that one. But if you want to listen to both, listen to both. All right. Now we get into some fun stuff. Now, as I said last week, I'm new to this bonfire thing. It's a radio show that is a podcast, sort of. It's a podcast, but not a podcast. Thankfully, I've had Crackle Lee Crackle on YouTube to sort of watch the weekly episodes. His YouTube channel got taken down. Uh, Some dude online, uh, Bonfire Digital, who's not actually affiliated with the bonfire, have been hitting him with copyright claims, and he's now gone. So now I have this dude who fucked me over, and he's the only source to listen to the bonfire. Everyone wants to cancel him because of what he did to Lee Crackle, Crackle, Lee Crackle. So I don't know how much longer this will last, but this will be worth it. So, episode 834. I gave it four rattlesnakes, which is at the moment the highest ranking I've given a podcast on this episode. Um, Jay talked about getting the COVID vaccine. Um, He doesn't have Bell's palsy yet, so I think that's good. He's only had the first shot. He's going to get the second shot, I think, sometime this week. Um... They talk more about the Farron and Ella um, documentary continuation. Doesn't look good for Woody Allen. I haven't watched it, but I've listened enough about it to know that Woody Allen's in a lot of trouble. They talk about fanship, and then they talk about fanship or fandom with cancelled people or shows. Woody Allen, Michael Jackson, R. Kelly, Anthony (laughs) Cumia. And, and then the question is, can you separate the art from the person? The answer is no. You can't. And I'll give you the best example. Chris Benoit. We've also, if you listen to this podcast, you know I'm a wrestling fan, or I used to be anyway. I watch it from time to time. Chris Benoit, over a weekend, killed his wife and his three-year-old, like his four-year-old son. And then he killed himself where he was supposed to be at a pay-per-view. The next night, they did a tribute show to him where they told they, they made a three-hour event of how much of a great guy he was. The next day, they found out what he had actually happened, that he had killed his wife and his son. He was never mentioned again. I'm trying to figure out a way to say this. I can't watch a Chris Benoit match or or a, a, a promo or anything to do with him and not be reminded of it. I can't pick out of words he says in a in a promo and go fucking ish. That's a bit you know hindsight being twenty twenty is a bit harsh. I can't listen to a Michael Jackson song and not realize that that guy probably fucked a few kids. I can't listen to an R. Kelly song without realizing that dude probably fucked a few kids. Never seen a Woody Allen fucking movie. But if I did, I'd probably sit there and go, the guy who directed this fucked a few kids. You can't separate it. In this world we live in, you can't separate it. Once you know, and the world we live in where information is so easily sought after, so easily obtainable. You know, 40 years ago with Elvis, you know, 40, 50 years ago with Elvis Presley when he married a fucking 15-year-old and pre pre you know, 
His, I can't remember what it was. You know what I mean? We all knew he was fucking, she was 15. They all knew that she was 15, but it was a different time. Now we look back at it and go, Jesus, how the fuck did they get away with that? It's the time we live in, and it's the fact that we can get our information on these hands a lot quicker. By the time Elvis married her, by the time we got around the world, it was probably a few weeks or months afterwards. Now I can have information on fucking anyone at the moment's notice about a celebrity. You can't separate the person from the art. I like Marilyn Manson. The only difference with Marilyn Manson is you knew when listening to Marilyn Manson songs he was a piece of shit. It was the whole point that you liked his music because he was a piece of shit and he was singing about piece of shit things he was doing and how much of a monster he was. That's the only way you justify it. That's the only, the exception to the rule. If you're a piece of shit and your art is about being a piece of shit, you'll probably be okay because people are just going to go, well, duh. With Woody Allen, it doesn't fly. With Michael Jackson, it doesn't fly. With R. Kelly, it doesn't fly. And with Ben White, it doesn't fly. So nine times out of ten, you can't respect the art and not forget about what the person did. That's just simple facts. <sighs> and then talk about plot holes in Rocky Free. You know, when... When fucking Apollo Creed was getting the seven shades of fucking shit punched out of him, why Rocky didn't throw in the towel was an exhibition fight. And just because Apollo said don't throw in the towel doesn't mean you probably shouldn't throw in the towel. Um, and they talked about Rocky's fighting strategy was to essentially get beaten retarded. That's what it was. He'd just take a fucking walloping. The whole episode of The Simpsons where fucking Homer fights a bunch of bums and then has to fight. The, the Simpsons version of fucking Mike Tyson was the whole thing. He's just going to get punched in the head, and when the guy gets tired, he's going to push him over. Same thing. That would never fucking... <laughs> I don't know. I love Rocky movies, but when you look back at them, they don't they don't age well. So, what I was going to say when I first started talking about the bonfire was, because of the way it is, there's four episodes a week. They release segments on Spotify and iTunes. And I listen to those sometimes, but I mostly listen to the full episode. What I've decided to do for the most part is just talk about the bonfire in general and just sort of leave lines. So I can't remember where this where this, um, this part came from, but this is on iTunes. This is called A Royal Gary. And uh, obviously they're talking about the Harry and Meghan thing that we talked about an hour and 20 minutes ago. Um... Obviously, you know, I cover a lot of this stuff. So the whole royal family thing where, you know, they're worried about the colour of a baby's skin, but they're not worried about the fact that they look all completely inbred, which we all know they are. The royal family had generations and generations of cousin fucking. Like, just the way it was, they fucked their cousins and they that's what they did in England and Scotland and Ireland. Then they trash her fucking uh, Megan's drunken dad for about 20 minutes. That's the reason it's called a Royal Gary. The episode's called a Royal Gary. They talk about the comparison between Aladdin, Harry, and Megan. I suppose in this situation, Prince Jasmine is Harry. 
and Megan is 11. Uh, Jay mentions that the song A Whole New World is, um, a, a, what is it? A, I'm having a seizure, I'm having a stroke. It's paraphrasing for heroin. Apparently, that's what he said. I I couldn't pick up on it all too well. That's what, I, don't know. Yeah. I just thought it was funny. I, I like the song. You know, I can listen to the fucking, what is it, fucking Hello, The Eagles. Hotel California, and I know that song is about fucking heroin. And listen to the Rolling Stones, and I know that song is about, you know, the song they did is about heroin. But, oh, no, well, Disney song, about heroin. There you yeah. go. And lastly, something I didn't know was Megan was a deal or no deal. Girl. I didn't know that. All right. We're nearly there. We're nearly there. Hold on, because the good part's coming. So lastly, before we get to that, we get to, we do the real last podcast. Uh, Goat and Beans. All right, I rated this four and one-fourth star. So it's the highest rating rated podcast I've given for this week. You'll figure out why I'm saying this soon. With uh, the Irish leprechaun himself, Colin Terrell, and Chris from Brooklyn. Funny enough, for a Twitter interaction I had with, some, with Chris, I realized his last name is Fugger. That is spelled F-A-G-A. Fagger. I assume that's how you say it. Fagger. Fagger? Fagger? Yeah. So now I know why he's called Chris from Brooklyn. Um, Lewis does a bit at the start where he wants to adopt a black baby to protect himself from cancel culture. And I wrote, the adoption bit, the adoption, the adoption of a black deformed child to protect Lewis from cancellation may be the most grotesque, funniest bit ever done on rap. It was rough. When you've got your patrice saying, we're going to hell for this, you should not fucking wrong. And then they talk, would you adopt a child? Uh, I would. I've talked about it with my partner many times. I have no problem adopting a child. Doesn't, I don't see the problem with it. If you can't have kids, you know, you might as well help someone out. Uh, they talk about does your girl shit with any shot of you? She does. Doesn't bother me that much. And then do you shouldn't? And the answer is no, I don't. It makes me uncomfortable. And my shits are quite violent. So I like to be in my own way. When I was younger, when I was like 21, 22, I couldn't have anyone around when I shit because it was, you know, I don't like, you know. That's my time to relax. And then they talk about 22 Jewish family members kicked off a flight because a 15-month, one of the 15-month-year-old children, came out horrible, whatever, was not wearing a mask. Cody Gabrant, UFC fighter, a couple of weeks ago, had the same situation. He was on a flight, and his 60-month-year-old wouldn't wear a mask, and he got kicked off the flight. The balls on that bloke to tell Kobe, fucking Cody Garbrandt that he had to get off the flight was uh, pretty fucking big. And uh, Lewis Jamaica, Lewis's Jamaica is my new Caledonia. The man loves Jamaica, and I love New Caledonia. I'm fast-forwarding through this one a bit because I want to get to the main. I want to get to the main event, the main course. It's a good podcast. Listen to it. It's fucking funny. All right, here we go. I went to a lot of effort for this one. 
because this is just this may be as I said at the start, this may be the greatest radio bit I've heard since O and A. And I want to do this justice, and I'll probably butcher it. Okay. So bear with me, because we're going to get this right, and we're going to get it right, and we're going to get it tight. Before I talk about the bit, or I talk about the actual podcast part of it, I'm going to give some backstory because I had to. I went back and I listened to the backstory of this, so I could give you a clear idea. Okay. So Josh Adamitis, a comedian, went on the bonfire and he talked about that he was meeting a porn star. So they met a few years ago on what I can only describe as celebrity Tinder, Illuminati Tinder. And they were talking on and off for fucking a few years. And he was in Minnesota and he was like, let's catch up. You know, let's there for a weekend, let's fuck, you know, have some good time. And then this porn star, who, whose name is Jordan Max, and like I said, I've done a lot of research on her um, her film career. She's very good, very beautiful. Um, she tells Josh that, listen, I'm a porn star, but I'm also a call girl. I'm an escort. Essentially, what she said was, I'm a hooker. So while she's um she's spending this weekend with Josh. She's also seeing clients. So on part one, Josh goes on the on the um, bonfire and he talks about like I'm not going to eat her pussy, like I'm going to double wrap it, you know. And and Jay and Dave and Dave and Jay and fucking um Dan rip, rip him apart. <laughs> this is fucking funny. You're fucking a cool girl. You're like there's seven different layers that come in there when you are. Um. So he talks about it. Um, and it was, and it, was a, it was a funny bit. It was, he was only there for like 20 minutes. I'm talking about this part for like 10, 15 minutes. 15, 20 minutes. And then he moves on to something else. He comes on a couple days later. And what the Bonfire fans had done is they had realized who she was. They had figured it out from his description and the fact that she was there at one of his shows. So they were going up to Josh at his... Um, stand up and he was going is that the lady of the night and Josh was like shut the fuck up alright don't fucking ruin this hmm. and the whole original part was they were just going to spend the first day fuck have a good time and she was going to be on a merry way so they ended up spending the whole weekend together alright she cancelled those fucking clients and she essentially for the weekend looked after Josh she was buying food waking him up with blowjobs in the morning he was fucking her while watching her porn, which I must say must be a fucking amazing. Like, that must be fucking awesome to do that. You know, even making sure that he was okay because he's got sleep apnea. He was waking up on time and, like, you know, she was looking after him, reading him hooker bedtime stories, making, you know, patting his head and being very loving. It was a very loving situation they had. It was quite cute. And then a couple of days, yeah, I think it was on the Sunday before he was going back, she um she found out. She found out that he had gone on this podcast and he had said, you know, I'm not eating that pussy and I'm only going to fuck it once and all this kind of shit. <laughs> and she caught Josh dead in his trash. And I'll tell you something else. Anyone called Josh 
is a sleazy fucking scumbag who would do something like this. Trust me. This is such a Josh thing to do. Of course, if Josh is going to go on a radio show and be like, yeah, I'm going to fuck this porn star, but I'm not eating that pussy because she's a dirty bitch. So she corners him and tells him, and he's, he's caught dead to rights. There's nothing he can do. So he's like, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean it. And uh, so he, she drops him off at his hotel, and she's like, do you want to come and go upstairs and have, like, he thought she said makeup sex, but what she really said was hate fuck. I don't know. Hate sex. He said no, because he, his dick was all shriveled up. She would just fucking destroy his fucking life, destroy his soul by getting caught in a lie. And now we bring to this. Episode 836. And I really wish I had written down what the actual fucking... It's on iTunes. Um, Still searching for the girl with the heart of gold. You should find it. I think it's the the latest one to be released. The confrontation, as I put it, I wrote down. That's what it should have been called. This is five stars, and I've never given five stars before. This is the best fucking thing I've ever listened to. I pissed myself laughing listening to this. It was great. It was fantastic. It was the best fucking hour and 50 minutes of a podcast I've heard in a long time. Because it was fucking real. And it felt real. And it was real. Alright. Let's get into it. Go and listen to it. If you want to, stop this podcast. Go and listen to it now. Which is fucking fantastic. So apparently Josh is sending her fucking good morning texts. And he's given four, he's given four girl, he's given four head kisses to her. So this wasn't just a hookup. This was like a, a weekend, like the relationship experience. He was getting the relationship experience from her. Now I'm telling you, this girl is a fucking dime piece, and she likes fucking wrestling. You don't find women like that. You fucked up, Josh. You fucked up royally. Uh, Christine, obviously Jay's wife, tries very not hard, but she tries subtly to slide into her um her pants, and you know we all know Jay and Christine love their threesomes, and Christine is a raging bisexual. But in her defense, she does save Josh at the end. She says a few things. It's like you. So Jordan was upset because it was like you lied to me, you deceived me, and Christine at the end sort of explains. Listen, he lied about a few things. He lied about he he didn't have a what was it. I didn't write this down, but he talks about that he had to do, um, had to write, like, some stuff for, um, the Tonight Show, to sort of, like, beat note himself, you know, to make him sound cooler than he was, he wasn't, he just wanted to say that, so she was like, oh, yeah, shit, and Christine went, listen, he lied about that, but he didn't lie about much else, he just came on the radio show and he talked about it, so she wasn't even upset that he went on the radio show, he was upset the fact that she didn't tell her that he didn't tell her, and he lied about the Tonight Show thing. So Dan, the whole podcast is Dan and Jay trying to fucking fix this relationship. They feel bad. They try and fix it, and also cover their own ass and say it was just it was just fine. We didn't know that we would ever meet you, or you were just nameless, and people figured it out. Uh, one of the producers, Jacob, goes full fucking heel on Josh and gives him fucking grief. The whole thing. It's quite funny. And it was it wasn't too harsh. It was pretty funny though. Um 
And I wrote at the end, and like I said at the start of this podcast, you know, when I talked about, you know, my my girlfriend masturbating to this podcast, which is going to be written on my tombstone because that's probably the greatest accomplishment I've ever had. I wanted to say, son, brother, girlfriend masturbated to his podcast. Josh would have been fine. It would None of this would have happened if he had just told her that he was going on a podcast and he was going to talk about this, but he wasn't going to mention his name. Nothing would have happened. They would have been fine. So go and listen to it. It's fantastic. If you want the end, if you want to know the end of it, Josh and Jordan end on relatively good terms. They probably will fuck again. But you know what? Maybe there's a little bit of hope. Maybe maybe Josh has still got a chance. Yeah. Like she did say she'd hate fucking because like hate hate fucking is great. <laughs> fucking it's one of the best things you can do. It's fucking amazing. This, uh, this, I just love this. This was just, I enjoyed this so much because it felt real and it was real. And I will go back to that. It was just great. As always, <laughs> she was such a cool chick. She was really cool and she was really nice. And yeah. If anyone could pass her number on to me, uh, give her my number, that'd be great. I'm kidding. Obviously, I'm kidding. I'm joking. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Everyone's got places to be, people to see, and I'd like to go to bed after I have a long hot shower. So, before we go, because I'm covered in fucking shit. What the fuck? My fucking vape pen's leaking. I've at the end been mentioning friends of the show. I've decided that from now on that I want to help promote people as they have helped promote me. So here's the deal. If you follow me on Twitter, I will give you a shout out weekly. You don't need to give me money. You don't need to like or retweet any of my shit. If you follow me on Twitter and you have a podcast, tell me and I will promote it on here. I don't have a big fucking fan base, but it's growing. It's getting there. So. If you want to be so if you want to be part of the DUT friends, follow me on Twitter. Send me a message, say hey, listen, heard the podcast, what it was shit, but can you shout me out? So, as always, shout out to our friends at Break the Apocalypse. Check out their new episode too. I didn't review it because I didn't want this to be a three-hour episode, but it was a very good um, new podcast they did. Uh, they released on Friday. And subscribe to the Patreon to get the full three-hour episode. They only give you an hour and 20 minutes free, but if you want the other 140 minutes, 140, the hour and 40 minutes, it's worth it. It's $5 a month. You won't regret it. Or as always, the Alleged Wrestling Podcast. Good friends of the show. Wrestling Soup. The Skate Saints Podcast, which pretty much do what I do on a smaller scale, but I do love those girls. The Red River Podcast, NYC. Upon further review, an AFL podcast, the Drew Yari Show, and Get in the Corner with Yuck Nasty. And as always, be sure to subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow me on Twitter at DownUndercast7. Um, leave a positive or negative review. It, I don't care. Helps. Helps with the analytics because shockingly, there are more podcasts called Down Under than you think. And as always, 
be sure to let a friend, a family member, or someone who masturbates, someone who masturbates to this podcast, know about the podcast. I don't know. Maybe there's someone out there who masturbates to Rogan. So let them know about the podcast. And until next time, when you have to listen to me for an hour and fifty minutes, dribble on. I bid you and adieu. Good night. I fucked that up. Well, take two. Walka, walka, walka. I must bid you and adieu. Goodbye. And good night.